Welcome back, guys. We've got a dilemma on our hands. And U Sports is in a really, really difficult place. And I just wanted to share my thoughts on if youth sports should return in 2020. You know, now full disclosure, uh, most of you who follow my stuff, you know that uh, I'm a basketball coach at Valley Christian. Uh, I'm also a teacher there. I run a club basketball program called Top Flat Elite Basketball. And uh, I get a, get a full perspective from the school side, from the club side, have a lot of friends in, in all areas with regard to you know club sports, with regard to high school athletics, a lot of friends that coach in the college ranks, uh, some that coach in the professional ranks. So I'm coming to you with a well-rounded viewpoint. And I've had the last six months to kind of put my thoughts together. And I just wanted to share some of the things that were going on in my head when it comes to when athletics should return, how they should return, and uh, you know how things are, are gonna play out here. And I do think there's a lot of pros that come to playing sports. And we're not gonna talk about the professional ranks. We're not gonna talk about the um, you know amateur as far as college athletes. And that word amateur could be thrown out really because when as much money is, is going on in their respective sports, especially at that high level, uh, they're really not amateurs because they're bringing in so much revenue for the schools. A lot of schools rely on that revenue for other outside programs, not just sports. So we're going to focus on youth sports, high school level and below. And my thoughts on if it should return in 2020. I first want to talk about some of the pros. Why would sports be so impactful that they have to return during a global pandemic? Well, one of the things is kids need to be active. You know, I teach uh, lifestyle fitness and health at the high school level for freshman boys. And we just got through with our first week of school and we had one workout that we did via Zoom because we're doing distance learning. Well, a couple of the kids I mentioned, that's the first time they had worked out or even moved during this entire pandemic. And for kids, and I'll mostly talk about basketball because that's the space that I'm in, but a lot of these kids have been playing year-round basketball since they were nine and 10 years old. And for some of them that are in high school, they're 17 or 18 years old going into their junior and senior years or even younger than that have been playing year round like I said and the need for kids to be active is a definite pro for restarting sports you know specifically at the youth and high school level um, I think number two it brings a high level of camaraderie you can't get that interaction when you're doing it through a virtual screen. We're not used to that. And as much as we like to be in front of our computers or screens, there's really no alternative solution to put kids in an interactive setting, whether that be school or in this instance, we're talking about sports. You can't really find that. And I think 
kids being around kids in a safe way, obviously, is a good thing. I think that's a, that's a pro for returning to sports. Um, the third one is a sense of normalcy. There is unprecedented times going on right now. You hear that all the time. Uh, you hear the commercials that go on every single day. We're in this together. And the more and more I hear about those things, uh, I just go back to this this quote that I read. And we are all in the same storm, but our boats are extremely different. You know, my boat is different than your boat. Your boat is different from somebody else's boat. And how we're dealing with this pandemic and the things that go along with it uh, are extremely different. The sense of normalcy of trying to have athletics, I think is a good thing for kids to have because let's face it, in the last six months, we haven't felt normal. None of us have really felt normal. We've tried to do our best to find other outlets, but you know, at the end of the day, the outlet that we, these kids had was athletics and playing sports. And so I just think that's super important, um, that sense of normalcy. Uh, the fourth thing would be having fun. These kids haven't had games go on, or most kids haven't, and I'll get to that because that's another subject too that I really want to touch on. Um, you know, just having fun, practicing with your teammates, playing in games, traveling in tournaments, and when you're used to that for summer after summer since you were 10 years old and you don't get that, that's something that is, is could be very debilitating. You know, um, after this, I think there's going to be a high level of depression that goes on in youth. And I think that's just going to be a travesty because of them not being able to play the sport that they love. Um, and then I think the last thing, number five, would be at some point we do need to return. So, you know, the pros are, all right, well, the kids need to be active, number one. Number two, the camaraderie that they get, they just can't get it really anywhere else. And uh, they're not gonna get stimulized by doing it on, on Zoom calls. Um, the sense of normalcy, which we all need to find. Uh, sports, playing sports is fun. That's, you know, how I grew up and a lot of us grew up is just playing sports. And then we do need to return at some point, but when that, when is that point gonna actually be? And I'll try to dive into that as we go on. There are some cons as well, you know, with starting sports right now. Um, spreading the disease, no matter what, what your stance is, um, you know, this pandemic is obviously a real thing to the nature of which you believe, you know, it it uh, it being transmitted or the, the the case number count all of that whatever at the end of the day we do know it is something and we just don't know enough information at this point in time the good news is most adolescents and kids have not been if they do contract it a lot of them are asymptomatic which is great meaning they don't have any symptoms um, and number two, uh, there aren't a lot of mortalities or deaths. And those are two, two big issues. One thing with returning to sport right now during, during this pandemic, and some states are, you know, some states are starting football and they've had football games. Um, but one thing we don't want, which would push everything back for the entire world would be 
to have, you know, uh, starting with casualties, you know, fatalities and deaths that hinder us from restarting. And, you know, for the most part, I'm talking about California and uh, California, the, the, the California Inter, uh, uh, California International Federation or the CIF, they basically pushed all the sports back from, um, there's going to be two seasons, everything's going to start in January and, um, you know, football and all the fall sports have been pushed back. The winter sports have been pushed back to March and uh, a lot of them will go through the end of the school year. But, you know, we just don't know enough information. And if, if a bunch of uh, young kids were to die because of playing sports, well, that definitely wouldn't be worth it. Um, the third thing would be adults need to think rationally in regards to decision-making for kids. I think we have to be very careful on saying it's okay to play or it's not okay to play. You have to be really thoughtful and, and take the information that you can get that's out there and make the best decision for kids. I think what the CIF did was great because they they bought themselves some time. Not starting fall sports until January allows them time to figure out how we can make this work or seeing what other states are doing and how to make this work, right? High school and youth sports isn't the same as a professional athlete. A professional athlete, so the basketball, NBA, and WNBA, they did their versions of a bubble where it seems to be really working, but they can keep everything in-house. They understand how the, the protocols and the testing and what takes place, how long the quarantine and whatnot, and you haven't seen any cases because everybody's in the same place. Well, college football, especially in the SEC and the ACC, which they're planning on, in the Big 12, they're planning on having sports or football in the fall. The Pac-12 and the Big 10, they decided not to. So that's gonna be a weird thing because what happens if a bunch of kids start testing positive, which they are on these campuses and, they can't really be in a bubble. So I think what the CIF did in particular was a good thing and pushing it back and getting more information to see what happens. I'm just hoping and praying that nothing, nothing really, really fatal happens to a group of individuals. And even if it's one kid that dies because they were participating in an extracurricular activity, I don't think it's worth it. Um, so adults need to think rationally before making these decisions. And for high school and below, it's not really a monetary decision. You know, the SEC football basically funds 80% of all athletics and a bunch of different other programs. I've talked to some people that uh, coach in the SEC for football and they were saying, during those six to eight weeks that they have home games, that produces up to 80% of their revenue for the entire year. So them not having football really affects the entire economic system where they are, where they're at. Um, and it's, uh, you know, and that's really the reason, in my opinion, that that's why they're playing. And some of the other conferences decided that they weren't gonna play. Um, as far as basketball is concerned here in California, 
you can't play in games right now in this area. Well, that's what the rules say. Um, we know people are playing, and I'm going to get into that shortly. But people aren't really getting that much ahead if they're not competing against high-level competition. And you want to go play in a tournament in one weekend. Well, what? You play in five games. What sense does that really get you other than trying to get some of those pros that I talked about being around others, normalcy and all that. But if your son or daughter was to contract COVID and either give it to you or somebody around you, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense in the grand scheme of things. Now I get it, I, I wanna play, I miss coaching. I absolutely miss being out there on the court and coaching, but at the same time, I don't wanna risk putting myself or anybody else out there in a situation that allows them to contract this virus and get it and spread it. I would rather wait until there's more solutions out there for us to do it. And what's really the benefit of playing right now when nobody's really else out there getting ahead? So um, there's a couple hot button items that I wanna touch on. Some of them may be controversial, but one of them I just mentioned, kids are playing basketball right now. Kids are playing flag football right now, and they're based on the California guidelines. That can't happen. You can't be in an environment where you are playing actual games in California. Now, other states that border California are open. Um, Vegas actually recently closed. Arizona recently closed. Um, I'm not sure about Oregon, but I know Utah, there are, they are open. I get the emails about, you know, tournaments that are being played out there and showcases and all of that. But at the end of the day, why would you want to send your child out there? Why would you want to go out there if it really doesn't benefit in the grand scheme of things if something were to be a worst case scenario? Everybody has insurance. And that's only for the worst case scenario. It hardly ever happens where you need to use your insurance. But if you get in a car accident or uh, any type of insurance that you have, home insurance, you're probably not going to use that in your whole life. You know, maybe once, maybe twice. And the likelihood of using it is very slim. But if you have to use it, it is significant, right? And I don't think we should be playing with people's lives that way. Um, my thoughts on club sports going on right now. Now I run a club and for all, full disclosure, we shut down our season until further notice. It's canceled until we have some reconciliation of what's going on or the, the state or county's mandate that it's okay to play. I didn't want to put anybody else in a situation. We're just waiting. We're pumping everything back. And it got to a point where it was in June. And I was like, we can't pump anything out, out, else out. Like, and we did all the stuff. We did the Zoom early on workouts. You know, that was fine for the time being. Once we were able to ha have camps and things like that, we did that. But we have, you know, a limited number of kids, uh, no shared equipment 
and just work on basketball skills. And even that was good. It's just still not the same and I get it. It's not the same as competing, but there are a lot of clubs out there that are actually playing in scrimmages and games and tournaments. And there's a lot of different reasons why you might want to, but in my opinion, the only reason why you would continue to have games or take your kids to tournaments is because people are willing to pay for it. Because as I mentioned, kids are going through a lot. Parents want to give their kids the best opportunity to, to go out there. And some people are willing to basically roll the dice and hope that nothing happens. And I think, you know, God willing, nothing will happen. But is it going to be worth the risk? And in my opinion, I don't think clubs should be participating in games. Now, if you want to hold small camps or clinics where you can control the group, keep the group the same, which is what the state mandates, then go for it. Give these kids an opportunity to be on the court. Give them a chance to work on their game. But playing in tournaments, it just doesn't work um, at this point. My brother was out in Vegas and he was coaching in a tournament. And this is a true story. And um, he he contracted COVID after that weekend. He got, he was coaching all weekend, uh, wasn't wearing a mask. He and his wife ended up getting the virus. Luckily their kids didn't get it, but he said he wouldn't go out there and do it again. He was naive to the facts. He wanted to, to, to go out there and give everybody an opportunity, but it just wasn't worth it. Now they ended up being fine and their kids ended up being fine and they passed it and, and all of that. But for those two days that they had the COVID, well, I mean, or two, two, they had the COVID for about 10 days or whatever. But those, those two days, they said they felt really, really bad. And I know about a half dozen or maybe even a dozen people that have contracted it. Um, and they ended up being okay. But at the end of the day, if they were to pass that along to one of their parents, you know, our parents, my wife and I, they all are in that demographic where they could have issues. And so I just don't think it's worth it. But I'm not judging anybody for doing what they're doing. Everybody has their own beliefs. But I do think it would be a monetary gain for a club director to do that when most people aren't doing it. And just because they're doing it doesn't make it right. But I'm not here to criticize anybody for doing what they do. I mean, for a lot of the club directors out there, this is their sole income. So they have to go to drastic measures to make sure that they're able to stay afloat for their family. So I can't really judge that. I can only say what I would do and what our club have done. And some people may say, well, you guys should have kept playing. Um, well, the rules say that we can't, and that's the reason why we shut down our season. Um, and adults have to be aware of making good decisions for kids. Um, and who knows, there's some club directors that might be going out there and, and, and doing it all the right way. Everybody's wearing masks and all of that. And good for them. But uh, the bottom line is, you know, it is what it is. We can't be playing in games. Now, the state will allow you to do some, some things with athletics, but we shouldn't be playing in games. Um, some of the alternatives, like I mentioned, playing in a controlled environment where the kids are wearing masks during the workout, skill development, that can be so vital where 
skill development is can kind of get boring sometimes, like the fundamentals, the basics, but the basics are gonna win. And what kids can be doing right now is becoming the best absolute player that you can be. You don't need a coach, although it helps, but you gotta go out there and you gotta put in actual work. How do you think Steph Curry or Diana Taurasi or any of the top level players got to where they're at? If they had, if you said, I'm gonna give you from April 1st all the way until March 15th the next year. So almost a full year to get ready for the next high school season. How good would you be? How good would you be as a player? Because that's what's going to happen. You have from the end of your season, and some people didn't go all the way into April. Our team, you know, was in the playoffs, so we played a little bit longer, but we were at the end of March. We almost get a full year, and most people, because everything shut down March, March 12th or something like that, you got a full year until your high school basketball season starts. You have to find a way to get better. And you can, there's multiple ways to do it. But the easiest way is to go out there and shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot. And if you don't have a jump shot by the end of this, you didn't work hard enough. Flat out, period. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. I'm, I'm okay with being a little bit controversial. Um, but again, my paycheck comes from teaching. I'm a teacher and a coach at a high school. Top flight isn't my only sole income. And even at that, it's more of something I like to give back to the community because I don't depend on it like some people out there. And if you do, I'm not knocking you. I'm just hoping that nothing happens so uh, we don't have a setback and the kids can't play in high school because that would be the real travesty. The last couple of things, I talked to some of the top uh, AAU tournament directors recently, and the information that I got is we're not gonna be playing in tournaments until 2021. That is a long time. Now, AAU sanctioned tournaments. There may be some you know, one-off tournaments. I know there's some stuff going on in Sacramento and up in, the, uh, up in deep Northern California. Um, but it, it's not really sanctioned. And uh, so those are my thoughts. I hope you guys enjoy that. Just think about what you're doing and how you're doing it. There's plenty of ways to help and get better during this time off. But parents, if you're listening to this, make good sound decisions with your kids and putting them in situations. If you do, uh, just make sure there's protocols in place and be okay with the result, whatever happens. Um, but I just don't like when people make decisions that affect other people. And uh, yeah, so there's my little rant on if we should play in 2020. My consensus is no, we shouldn't play in 2020 until there's more information. Now, if, you know, I'm filming this in, in uh, late August, uh, August 24th to be exact, Kobe Bryant's day, but if something changes next week, I'll change my stance immediately. But I need to see more information. And the six months that we've been in the pandemic, a lot of information hasn't changed. And that means I feel like we should continue to pause 
on playing sports in 2020 until we have further information. So, made some comments. I'd love to hear and, uh, and chat with you guys about this little post. So, thanks for listening. <laughs>